Hi, I'm Fatima. I'm Brian, and you're listening to Millennial and Pregnant. As we begin our journey through our first pregnancy, we wanted to share our experience. We pre-recorded episodes for this close-ended series. Spoiler alert, it ends with us having a baby. And if you're looking to get pregnant, are pregnant, or just want to have a good laugh with us, then this podcast is for you. We understand that every pregnancy is unique and has its own story. Here's ours. Hey guys, so you made it to our last episode of the series. Thank you so much for getting to this point with us. Yay. In our last episode, we're going to talk about um, some of the things Fatima didn't mention about her recovery, which I think a lot of people, they always want to tell you all the good things that happens. And I feel like the, I don't want to say the bad things, but some of the, the not so good things um, aren't really the discussed. Challenges the challenges you have with your recovery. <laughs> aren't really discussed as much um sleep deprivation because we haven't mentioned it enough uh some of the things you know just having a baby you realize um that it's more about figuring out what they like and and what they don't like and but we will end with a positive and talk about what we love so far about being a parent um so in terms of recovery Fatima yeah, and I think we kind of wanted to highlight this a little bit more when I had one of my friends that came over for dinner recently, and she was super curious. She was probably one of the most curious about my recovery process and what happened after you mm-hmm. give birth. She's like, they tell you about the pregnancy. They tell you about how painful delivery is going to be. So kind of tell me what happened in like the first few weeks of you recovering. <laughs> and I think she was really she was sensitive about it, too. I, when we first gave birth, she gave us a little space and stuff. because mm-hmm. I think she kind of probably expected that it would be a little more difficult. So um, as I was telling her, and I kind of was doing it all in a joking matter, because now when you look back on it, you're like, haha, you know, that is pretty <laughs> funny. When you're going through it, you're like, oh, my God, dang, they did not tell you this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so the biggest thing that I was telling her about was just the the whole routine about going to the restroom. Mm. So something that they just don't tell you, whether you're going to have a vaginal birth or a C-section, you're going to bleed. And it's going to be like, you know, a period that lasts six weeks <laughs> um and it's pretty heavy too it's like the first first day that our first night that I, that you, right after you give birthday when i went to the bathroom they had to weigh how much i was bleeding mm-hmm. to make sure that i was not hemorrhaging or mm-hmm. anything like that so that was a huge huge deal and they wanted to keep an eye on it so that that's what happens when you're in the hospital so and that continues even later once they figured oh okay you're fine it's just blood <laughs> that's just what's gonna happen for yeah. you because you haven't had your your period for god knows how long so nine months (laughs) god does know how long everyone knows how long you haven't had it eight months so um i so something i prepared i you know i looked this stuff up even with looking it up i i didn't quite understand Mm. to figure out like just how much and how annoying this was going to be. And you're like, get this product and get this product. This will help you. And you're like, okay, I'm yeah. going to get this. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. You have, you know, your overnight giant ass um, uh, pads that you have to wear. Yeah. I got me some granny panties. A lot of, so that was kind of like my compromise. I was going to mm-hmm. do the giant overnight pads with my granny panties because a lot of people say, oh, you, you can just use like Depends or something. Like use the adult diapers. It's much yeah. easier. Yeah, it might have been easier and it probably would have kept things in there. But I wanted to feel a little bit as normal as <laughs> as I possibly can right after you give birth. And nothing is quite normal about 
a 29 year old 28 year old wearing an adult diaper (laughs) so i was like no so i went and i got me some the full coverage like it's covering everything it Mm -hmm. goes up to your boobs like it is nothing (laughs) is getting out of these panties panties. i know i remember going to marshall's and we're like we need to find some (laughs) granny panties (laughs) so you know i got those i got the overnight um the overnight pads and you're changing those like constantly even though they're good for like overnight you're changing them because you're bleeding so much especially in the first week in the first two weeks you're constantly changing Mm -hmm. it and it kind of tapers off and you can move to maybe your smaller pad or you're not changing the pad as often if you don't if it's not soaked through um but that was kind of that was a big eye opener and then you know when you're pushing and you're pretty much bearing down like you're using the bathroom you're getting things called hemorrhoids so that was also you know and I, <laughs> those are that's also something that you have to deal with so you know you, you put your pad on you got your hemorrhoid little pads with their witch hazel that's <laughs> on them then you have you know the sprays to make sure everything else is comfortable and then you can't wipe down there um for a little bit after you've given birth so you have to use like a purry bottle that mm-hmm. you, you're squeezing water every time you use about the bathroom so it was a fiasco it was like such a it was such a uh um, production a production just to go to the bathroom and you know i was i was telling her like i had all my products just kind of laid down Mm -hmm. right next to the toilet i was like i have no shame i'm not going underneath the the sink to constantly get what i need (laughs) i just need it all there and ready for me and so she's like thank you she's like you're you know you're being honest about it's like the process and like you know, I had no clue you would be that you would have to bleed that much or and all the other mm-hmm. stuff and things that can happen from having to push and getting hemorrhoids and the pain that you might feel afterwards. And we discussed with breastfeeding in the last episode about your uterus contracting and it just was she was really intrigued by mm-hmm. it and I and I think it's because it's just not a lot of things out there that talks about it um and we talked about in the last episode too with you know when you decide to breastfeed and now your breast get engorged um i talked to people who hadn't breastfed either you do feel some discomfort in your breast but it's not half as bad as as breastfeeding um so i think those biggest things mm-hmm. I, am i missing anything all on top of you know your hormones <laughs> Yeah, going uh, wild. Oh my god. So yeah, I think anything. I I cried a couple of times, and I was just like, "What?" And we, Brian, was really good with making sure that he was paying attention to all my symptoms to make sure that my crying wasn't a little bit more. I didn't feel the, you know, it was just kind of like it was more of a mood swing that I'm mm-hmm. that I was going through. And but obviously, it could have, it could get worse. And from some people, do experience the postpartum depression. So that's mm-hmm. also something that you want to keep in mind. So I think a, there's a lot of information on about that and warning about that, and not so much about the physical right. aspect of it. And another thing I didn't really tell her too is that I really felt like my my legs, like I felt like I couldn't move as quickly as I wanted <laughs> to move. And my legs just walking? felt, yeah, my <laughs> legs just felt so heavy. It, it's just you know I was always, I was still moving slow. Even mm-hmm. after I had given birth, because I Brian started getting real frustrated with me <laughs> walking down the street because I would walk so slow because I just couldn't move yeah, fast enough. Yeah. And so it's like you're not coming to the store with me because yeah, it would be a deal, and because it would be like I'm taking like 
double the amount of time just to walk <laughs> to the store. But I still was feeling that after mm-hmm. I had given birth, I still needed to take it a lot easier. And mm-hmm. they even say it too, like, and it's going to help with the bleeding stuff if you don't move as much. Like, don't think you can just go back to how you were before. There are a lot of people who have to because they have to go back to work and they don't have the privilege of having um, paternity leave. But if you still need to go back to work, make sure you're just taking it a little bit easier because mm-hmm. it's a lot on your body. Like, and I think Ali Wong. Mm, the, yeah, we watched the we watched the <laughs> both stand-up. of her Netflix specials. We watched the stand up like probably a week I think it was or her so newest, after the latest mm-hmm. one. The latest one, and she was spot on. So if you need even more, even a more com- comedic relief over it, she, everything she's telling you is yeah. true. It's so so true. So you watch it, and then if you give birth and and you're and you want to just remind yourself again, watch it again, and you'll probably yeah. laugh even harder. Yeah, because we watched it a week or two after Liam was born, and yeah. it was just so much funnier because you're like, oh wow, my God. I'm going through exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yep, and I yeah, she talks about those like netted underwear that you can only find yeah. in the hospital. Yep, I wore those. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to wear these, whatever. I just need to experience it all. Yeah. But then once I got home, I, I, I put on those granny panties that I purchased, which I, I still love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, on top of everything else, we were sleep deprived. Oh, so that yes. just added another layer to your own recovery. And, you know, the like I think in the first episode we were saying of this finale, we were saying um, that we were just so wired in like the first two weeks you're that just, you just so didn't, happy you're so you're happy like, you're like i just want to stare at you yep you're he our latest binge watch <laughs> while you're sleeping while you're awake everything and then it's like it starts to really hit you that oh my god i'm, I'm not sleeping mm-hmm. and i'm and what we should have we should have been doing sooner is sleeping when he was sleeping in the very, very early stages mm-hmm. which we eventually started to do more of that um but it's just so hard to go to fall asleep like in the middle oh of the my day God. Even is, when you're so tired. They tell you that they sleep when he's sleeping. But, you know, me and Brian, we would take our we would take breaks and who would take a nap. And sometimes I would walk. Sometimes I'd be successful and I would fall mm-hmm. asleep. But sometimes I would walk out or you would walk out the room and be like, I can't fall asleep. Yeah. I mean, it's OK. You can like kind of close your eyes, but you don't get as much rest or what you really need when you fully go to go to sleep. Yeah. And so and. You know, we talk about taking breaks. And why did we have to take a break? Because <laughs> our child didn't want to sleep anywhere else except for in our, our, our arms. arms. So, and and it, that was something that wanted, some of the nurses had warned me about. And my mom had mentioned it too. She said, you know, she had, you know, I have quite a few siblings. And she said, you know, I had a couple of kids who just hated the crib. Mm-hmm. You know, you go and put them down and they just didn't like it. Eventually we got used to it and eventually we would go into the crib. But she's like, sometimes that happens. Like the mm-hmm. baby would rather be in, <laughs> in, your, arms. in your arms. And so that was Liam. He mm-hmm. loves to be in our arms. Yep. And so we would have to take breaks sleeping, not just during the day, but at night at as night. well. Because we would be able to successfully get him down first time. Yeah. Swaddle him up sleep for an hour yep. hour and a half so we both be sleeping at that time like, and oh, then it's great and then we have to take shifts yep. you know i would probably take the first shift because most likely he's waking up because he's hungry mm-hmm. and then brian would take the second shift yeah <laughs> so that's kind of like how we lived for the first month and a half yeah. pretty much because he just really didn't want to sleep yeah. anywhere else besides holding him yeah because at first we thought maybe he's just not being able maybe he's just a bad sleeper 
But once we started to to ha- put him in our arms, he and he slept for that four hour stretch. Yeah, and very early on, I'm like, oh, oh so wait. you can sleep mm-hmm. at night? Because I thought we thought it was because of the breastfeeding. We yeah. thought because he needed to be breastfed or he wanted to mm-hmm. constantly eat. But then we saw that he wasn't getting up to eat as long mm-hmm. as he was being held, and so we. You know, we were on the search for something that was going to help us. Yeah. And and one of these very, you know, one of the last few weeks in June, I was just up with him. He was sleeping in my arms. I was so sleep deprived. I'm just searching around and I found something called the snoo. And it's basically a night nanny. <laughs> I remember when you told me the next morning, he tells me, he's like, so um, I did something. I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, an investment. So, so like, the snoo. um it's coming on July something. I forget whatever <laughs> date. And I was like, it's like July what? 3rd. Uh, Cause I had no, I saw what the price was. I was like, what? What are you it's talking expensive. about? And he's like, I, he's like, I, he's like, it's a 30, 30. He's like itching. It's like, 30% off. It's a 30 day trial. <laughs> well, well, if we don't like it, we can send it back. I just need to try it. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm just as sleep deprived as you. I didn't order no yeah. expensive device to have him sleep. And I was like a little iffy about it. And I'm mm-hmm. reading all these reviews even before it came and then that thing has been a god after after maybe four days of him getting used to it Mm -hmm. um so basically it's it's a bassinet it's a smart bassinet that kind of slightly rocks your baby when he's sleeping and when they wake up it responds to them so it it will the white noise will increase um and it it securely swaddles them as well so it hits almost all the five s's Mm -hmm. um which new parents start to understand what the five s's are swaddle side stomach sucking swinging and shushing and shushing (laughs) so read up on it the guy who came up with that is Mm -hmm. the guy who created the the snoo and um it's been a godsend for us because we do get you know he says you get one more hour of sleep a night and we at least get a few more hours yeah every time you know he in between every time we put him down wakes up yeah had we not been able to feed him he gets a substantial amount of sleep at Mm -hmm. night than what he did before yeah Um, which now he can go three to four hours yep and i think it's really important that what you said before like the first few the first few days i was skeptic i was like okay we spent Mm -hmm. all this money he's still not sleeping i just don't understand it and then one night he slept for like four or five hours. Mm-hmm. I woke up in like a panic because I was like, no way. <laughs> There's no way. I think we had went to bed. We were still kind of iffy about it. So mm-hmm. we still was having him sleep in our arms. And then we went to bed at like 11 midnight yeah. or something like that. He was a little fussy. I think he had like a little bit of gas. Mm-hmm. So we finally had got him down. It was 1 a.m. We didn't wake up until four or five. I yeah. was like, this is crazy. I wanted to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so awake off of those four or five hours. I can't even tell you. I felt like a new person. Yeah. Yeah. So and then I and so then weird. I was sold and I was like, we're never returning this. Yeah. I don't know how I can ever go back to what we were doing before. Because <laughs> the goal and, and the goal of all this was so that he could sleep somewhere else, not in our arms. Um, and so it's a for safety. And for. Yeah. Because. I mean, we both had our we both had our experiences where we thought we were holding the baby and we were not holding so, the baby. So it, that was that a week or two after within the first week yeah. after him being in this. I think my incident was first. Your incident was first, and you can. Yeah. So I'm. I had. I had breastfed. I had gave, burped him. Whatever. I think I gave. I gave him to you to put him back down. And I must have fell asleep, right? Like, because I didn't stand mm-hmm. up. So I still was really sleepy. So I fell asleep really quickly. And then I woke up and I just forgot I 
had given yeah. him the baby and i was like i wake brian i'm like tap him brian yeah brian, she's tapping me to brian. wake me up i was like wake up don't go to sleep because as i mentioned before in the other episode i would have him stay up with me because i had yeah. an issue with falling asleep in the first few first month and a half so <laughs> <laughs> so brian um was like what what i was like don't go to sleep he's like what are you talking about i was like i'm feeding the baby make sure you no, don't go to it sleep it was it was what what? Yeah. What are you talking about? What? You just you're interrupting my sleep. Yeah. Yeah. You're not Liam. Yeah. You don't get to do that. He's like he's in the snoo. I was like. Oh I was like my he god. is in the snoo. I was like I thought I was holding him. Oh my god. I think Meanwhile also, she's laying so, down. Okay. My whole excuse was that I talked about this too. Like I had like these engorged breasts for however long. They had his own heartbeat. I almost felt like he was on me because it was just was like. Uh, it was like I felt something. It was just my boobs pulsating from all the milk in it because it was engorged with oh milk because I'm used to feeding him an hour every hour to going four hours without feeding him. Mm-hmm. But then you told me. And then me, it was like a week or two after that, I like wake up in a panic. I look at Fatima who had he had she had just fed him. And this was the point where he was going back in, into the, the snoo so I didn't have to stay up with her. And I wake up in such a panic and I just like start like rummaging through the sheets and I'm like cuz I cuz I heard a noise mm-hmm. and I'm rummaging through the sheets and I'm like what what and I'm like my heart is going to burst out of my chest and I look over and he's in the snoo I thought he was in the bed with us and I don't know what made me think he was in the bed cuz I cuz at that point I don't think I had put him back in the snoo it was Fatima yep, I who did. put him in the snoo cuz I was so used to taking Yeah cuz I would always hand him the baby so you always right next to me. so you always you know was able to wake up and see yeah. him go in there. And then yeah. I was like, oh, let me, he's yeah. sleeping so peacefully. So I was like, I, I can put him back yeah. in there. And I was able to go back to sleep quickly. And then you I woke up I think he made panic. some little noise like, eh. And I like woke up thinking, because he was so close to me, I thought it was coming from the bed. And I'm just like <gasps> rummaging through the sheets. And I'm not like saying anything to <laughs> you. And you're like, what? What? And I'm like, Liam, where's Liam? <laughs> <laughs> But because he like was a, so used to us being we, in his arm being we can laugh about it now but when you're in that scary. moment we were in a panic and that oh just God. goes to show you just how much of a godsend this new was because how do we continue what we were doing for the next month i'm sure a tragedy or something crazy like that would have happened because mm-hmm. we were just so tired mm-hmm. and so i think we finally were able to actually get some shut eye and we woke up we both woke up in a panic because <laughs> yeah. we're like there's no way He's that in our pass- arms where is he yeah you know you it's like he was like an extra limb to us and yeah. then once he was off of oh us we were like well, what do we do so thank you snoo yeah and so and that and in that whole research of trying to find something to to help him sleep we're like so are we sleep training him when do we sleep train when can we sleep train him Mm -hmm. is he sleep trainable and there's so (laughs) many and so we got this book called the 12 12 hours sleep sleep by 12 12 weeks weeks old which after doing all this research it's like you can't really sleep train your baby until Mm -hmm. they're like 12 weeks old Um, so it's really, it's a book preparing you to how you get the baby to start sleep training. Yeah. So, um, and so then that was our topic of, of debate of how and when we should start sleep training the baby. Um, because he's breastfed, he's not really going to be able to be sleep trainable. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) right now. Yeah. Uh, There, I think the internet is pretty much split on how people feel really strongly about how to sleep train. And honestly, like breastfeeding and formula fed, do what's right for your baby. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a ton of things there, you know, it is kind of a little bit proven that your baby's not able to 
quite self-soothe until a certain age. And I think it's, it, you hear people mm-hmm. say, I've heard three months, I've heard four months, I've heard people say six months to, they'll learn, they'll know like once yeah. they actually start sleeping. And those are the people who don't believe in sleep training at all. They just kind of let their baby do what mm-hmm. they need to do. And I think we were both kind of like in the middle. Mm-hmm. We were like, because we, we knew we didn't we could, want him to, we don't want him to cry yes, to sleep. We needed, we knew we needed to help him figure out certain things. Night and day. Yes. So a big thing <laughs> is that babies don't know when's night and day. So if you think about it, um, you're moving around constantly. All that's day. helping. And that's rocking your baby to sleep. While so your pregnant. baby is. Yeah, so your baby's pretty much sleeping in the the time spirit time period that you're walking around during the day. Mm-hmm. Then once you go and lay down, and that was a big time, I would be like, Brian, feel my stomach, because as soon as I would yeah. lay down, that's when kicking. Liam would be like kicking like crazy. He would be stretching, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what is happening in there? Yep. So, and that's what happens when he comes out. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know night and day, so yeah. there are certain things that can help you and help them figure out night mm-hmm. and day with keeping the lights on, how much noise you're making, to keeping it dim and calm at night. So we knew we needed to teach him that, so we taught yeah. him that. So that was our first step was trying to figure out night and day, Mm -hmm. which, and that kind of led to a more natural way of finding that. I think he sort of got the hang of it Mm -hmm. and we didn't really sleep train him. The snoo was a huge help. So maybe that sleep trained him. Yeah. So we, and so I, you know, we talked to our pediatrician about, um, self soothing and, mm -hmm. and because even as adults, we wake up in the middle of the night, but we were to put ourselves to sleep, but he's not able to. Right. So the snoo is helping to put him back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, unless he's hungry, because it will he, not put him back to yep, sleep. Unless he's hungry or uncomfortable or, and it could just mean that he just also wants to cuddle. Yeah. Because sometimes that's also an important, <laughs> important for a baby is to have that skin to skin contact. Mm-hmm. So... And the other thing was the book I talked about was feeding. So mm-hmm. that's the big thing was, okay... They're going to wake up because they're hungry. So it's saying try and get the amount of food that they're eating in the daytime, which when you're breastfeeding, it just was a little it's the book doesn't quite help you with that because, yeah, you don't really know how much they're taking taking in. And it's kind of hard to force a baby to stay on and and eat. (laughs) It's easy with the bottle because it flows out a little bit quicker and you can keep it up there. But once a baby's done eating on the boob, he's going to just detach yeah. yeah and liam does he's stubborn he doesn't he does not let you force feed him no. <laughs> so um that was one of the big points i i i forget they mentioned anything else and then said eliminating eliminating night feedings mm-hmm. um night and day feeding more during the day and then um that you kind of shift over his naps oh 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 it talks about the tool toolkit of the all tool the kits, things yeah. you need to do if because you want to get the kid on a schedule so if you need to prolong a nap mm-hmm. uh, when they need a nap when they need to eat here's some things to kind of help you right and we hear him so yes. we're gonna take a quick break <laughs> see what he wants and we're gonna pick up right where we left off so we're back and we have a, a guest with us <laughs> as brian tries to um hold liam and keep him calm for the rest of this podcast yeah he just just learned how to fully roll over by himself so if we put him down in his gym he's gonna roll over but then his neck will get tired and he (laughs) will cry for one of us (laughs) to be there so now he's just going to look at us and and with a questioned face He's like, what are you guys doing? I've never seen this device out before. (laughs) Yes, because we do podcasts when you're sleeping. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of figured out 
Okay, so it, for his sleep schedule, he kind of naturally fell into the pattern that I guess we really wanted, sort of wanted to get him into. He sleeps mm-hmm. more at night than he does during the day. He knows. And like not when in I our get arms. Him, when I get him up for feeding, he at night he'll go right back to sleep. Versus during the day, he's like, okay, time to play. Unless he's really tired. I know he's really tired when he goes right back to sleep in in the middle of the afternoon. Um, let's say if he just wanted to wake up at. 5 30 in the morning and scream and play <laughs> when i say scream like he literally is just like, like having uh-huh. a good time yeah Hi. um so that was really easy and when we were talking before about the book and the tool and the toolkit to help them it's just you know if they're hungry give them the pacifier if you want to prolong the eating because you want you don't want to have to constantly be feeding him i guess quote unquote on demand because i'm breast fed but maybe try and get him to every three hours at least mm-hmm. versus every hour because it could be a little exhausting but so that book was semi-helpful yes um, it kind of helped give us a, a sort of a foundation on what you know kind of how we want to um get his sleep schedule you know what the goal was for his sleep schedule um but yeah so i mentioned that you know we could put him put him in put him in his gym and so a lot one of the things that we've kind of figured out has as parents, and I'm sure all these parents are rolling their eyes because they're like, duh, um, that having him, we've found out that it's more about what he, trying to figure out what he likes. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> I think we we're really good with this because we were limited in space. We really got a few things. We got some things that we knew because um, our nephew and nieces might have liked. So we're like, okay, let's try this out at first. So we didn't put too much on our registry and we didn't buy too much. But the little things that we did get, he hated. <laughs> um, he, we had this like soothing swing for him. Mm, he no. went in it maybe a few times. And as soon as he would start to fall asleep in there, he's like, nope, this is not my parents. He's laughing at me. These are not my parents' arms. I want out. So he would scream bloody murder. And this thing was a huge contraption in our li- our tiny living room. So we decided to switch that out for the floor mat, mm-hmm. um, which I'm surprised we didn't have one of those on our registry. Yes. Like. I guess I just didn't really see too many people with them. He loves the floor mat. This thing has paid for itself. Um, and he learned how to track toys. He's learned how to roll over, as mm-hmm. we mentioned. He loves this thing. He can probably spend like a good hour on that floor mat without having to be picked up by one of us. Yeah. So great, great thing. So we switched the, that thing out. Mm-hmm. We well, have that other tummy time map but it didn't have anything above him hanging yes, and he likes to look up he loves to i mean yeah when he loves to look up um and now now he's rolling over so now he's facing yeah again. yeah yeah so um and then you know when we're talking about the bottles figuring out what nipple he likes and you know just save all of your receipts save mm-hmm. all you know anything you get ask for a gift receipt this way you can go back and exchange it and try to figure out what they do like yeah there's a ton of bottles out there that says oh so easy for a transition for um breastfed to bottle fed for babies but i found that a lot of them you know well, it's not that they're lying. It's just that you have to, everyone who's tried to get their breastfed baby onto a bottle has had a struggle of finding which nipple they like more. Hi! Um, so we finally found the Komotomo, mm-hmm. which, you know, has the softness and it, it has like a, it kind of mirrors the breast in that he has to latch a little bit. Right. So it doesn't give him too much nipple confusion, which you'll hear a ton about mm-hmm. when you're trying to introduce a bottle to a breastfed baby. 
or a nipple preference, meaning, you know, he would like to drink out of the bottle more than the breasts. Mm -hmm. So um, at this point, I'm just like, just drink. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care where you drink from. Please just drink. I know. And at first trying to go through all of these different items, we just felt we talked about this before, but feeling so unprepared because we were we felt we were so prepared we're like these are the basics what we need these are the exact items we need and he doesn't like anything that the instagram babies like so (laughs) it's like you're not trendy enough no he's not um and then we talked about the i can't talk more about this new and just kind of trading that in for the crib for now it only lasts up until he's six months so we're gonna savor these next few months um, but they do have a weaning fun- function, so um, and people have said that it's worked. So we'll just see. He's once mm-hmm. again he he's a stubborn little Taurus, so we'll see if he yeah. if he manages that. And now he's and now he's teething, so yes. that has kind of taken up a lot of his time with just shoving his hands in his mouth and chewing on them, and maybe not eating as much as he should be, but eats frequently. Um, and then his mouth will hurt. So then he, you know, he'll stop eating. And so hopefully we, we just found this amber necklace that should hopefully relieve him of that. But if you have any tips on teething, yeah, um, send them our way, please. Please send us, send them our way. Um, but so, you know, I guess we should wrap up with what we enjoy about being a parent. <laughs> I'll let you start while I reposition him. Um, what I enjoy, I enjoy just seeing him explore the world and all the developments that um, he's been going through mm-hmm. and all the milestones he's been reaching. I, it's, it's so exciting to see like rolling over. I like jumped out of the bed when you texted me saying, oh my God, he just rolled over really quickly. And and I, I couldn't get out here fast enough. And then he did it right. He did it again in a row. And it made me so excited. I'm like, why am I so excited about a, a child <laughs> rolling from his back to his stomach? Like just those little moments that make it so enjoyable. And he's just so cute. <laughs> like I could just stare at his face. Like when he falls asleep, I find myself looking at photos of him that I took earlier or looking at him when he's sleeping, especially when he's so calm in my arms, when he's falling asleep in my arms. It's like the most exciting thing ever. And I, I think that's the thing that makes me so excited about being a, a parent. It's just enjoying those little things and seeing him grow up and getting excited about things. Yeah, that's that's my similar um, comment is just being able to watch him grow up, watch him you know, kind of develop all these different things. Like when he did the rollover, I had just put him down on his mat so I could go to the bathroom really quick. And for, we could see his mat right from the bathroom. So, um, yes, we use the bathroom with the door open. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I was napping. <laughs> and so up until, you know, that point, he would just lay on his mat and, you know, pull Olivia, the owl, or stare <laughs> at his reflection um, or watch the light. But all of a sudden he starts rolling Hi. over. Hi, what are you trying to say? And he starts rolling over, and uh, and I caught like the last quarter of it of him rolling over. And I'm like, "What did you just do?" Because he used to roll over when he was like barely a month old. He would roll <laughs> over, and I was like, "Uh oh, should should we be concerned?" Um, so then it finally made its reappearance. Now he does it all the time. So we I repositioned him, and then he lifted up his feet and did like a tuck and roll and rolled back over again. And that's all he did yesterday. 
is just roll over. You're no longer no longer interested in the things up above in the gym. Um, but being able to witness those kind of things and when he smiles and when he laughs for the first time, th- that was um, that was so much fun. And he recognizes our faces all the time now. So now when you say hi, he just looks <laughs> at you. a huge grin on his face. And the challenge is figuring out what the next funny thing is because when he finds something funny, he'll laugh. He'll go, <laughs> maybe like once or twice, and then he's like, "Okay, I'm over." And then it. he's over it. He's like, and do something new. Yeah, so you got to figure out something else to do, and you finally find those little things. But I can't wait until you have a constant laugh, and I think that develops between four and six months. So hopefully, in the next month, we'll see that happen. But now it's just a lot of giggles. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> which are the cutest things in the world. <laughs> um, but I can't wait until you find something so funny that you can't stop laughing. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's just watching him grow and it's just, it's an exciting time. And I think it kind of brings you back to less flashier things. You're just, mm-hmm. it's just this little human growing. Hi. I could have sworn also he said, I love you the other day, but <laughs> he really did. Are you giggling at mommy? Huh? She, ke- she, you kept saying, I love you. I love you. And I swear to God, uh, he went, I wish I got it. I love you. <laughs> this was a month ago. Yeah. He hasn't done it again. And then a week after that, he you said, kept saying, how are you? How are you? He goes, how are you? <laughs> I swear to God. I, I was in the kitchen. He does it once and then he doesn't want to do it again. And I heard it. And so I ran into the bedroom. I'm like, did he just say, yep. how are you? Yep. Oh, my God. He just And now and he likes to stand up. He's just it's so much fun to watch him grow up. And I think we just both share that. It's yeah. like the best thing. Yeah. He stole yeah. mine, though. He stole my answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but is there any, anything else you want to pass along? To our... No, I think just taking every day at a time, and even when you think they might like something, they're going to change, or that you got them to sleep through the night, the next time they're in the three to four month regression, where they're, you know, their brains are developing so much, and they're learning new skills, they can't sleep, and they don't want to really eat, they don't want to do anything, so I think it's just going with the flow, and just being patient, I think having him, since having him, I learned to be a little more patient, um, mm-hmm. I do think I still need more work on it. I'm sure once he gets to the toddler age, I will, <laughs> he'll definitely be trying my patience. Um, but I think that's the biggest thing with him. It's just being patient, being observant and just kind of being his beck and call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this has been fun. Has I really enjoyed fun. sharing our experience through pregnancy, through having him. Yeah. And, and again, we're just one experience out of, you know, hundreds of thousands of other, you know, we're not the only people who, yeah, who are yeah, pregnant he's getting and had a baby. So, you know, hopefully you found some kind of golden nugget in our experience that you can take on to your own, um, you know, do your research, look up everything, you know. You know, it's all about figuring out. There's no one right way to raise a baby. So don't feel like you have to fall into certain products or certain routines or certain whatever. You know, do what's right for you. And and just know that, again, we are just one experience versus hundreds of thousands of other people, millions of other people um, who have had kids. So don't take everything we we say. We just enjoyed sharing our story. And hopefully this helps you. if you're having a baby. So. Yeah. So thank you um, for sticking with us all the way to this point. Um, 
your Fatima's pregnancy has been quite a journey for us. Um, but parenthood is going to be the next exciting adventure. Um, while it's the end of the road for this podcast series, it's not for us. So continue to follow us on Instagram at Lilies and Loafers um, to keep in touch with us. Send us any tips if you're a parent, um, or if you're a new parent, if you have questions, let us know. Um, but also check us out at Lilies. Oh, He's telling us we like have to perfect. go. Check us out at LiliesandLoafers.com. <laughs> we'll see you there. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to our last episode of Millennial and Pregnant. Head over to liliesandloafers.com to see what we've been up to. Talk to you next time. You want to say something? No. (laughs) 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 Bye-bye.